everyone, and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the 11th episode of Riverdale Season 6, Angels in America. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski, and for the first time in what feels like a long time, I'm back on a normal schedule Tuesday with my co-host, Kirsten McKinnis. I know we talked two weeks ago, but it just feels so much longer because of everything that happened last week. Mm, I don't believe that that was two weeks ago. I think that you're gaslighting me. Uh, we haven't talked in at least six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I've been magically editing all the podcasts yeah. together to make them sound like At least that's how it feels. It does not yeah. feel like we've talked uh, at all. Uh, and I miss you. I don't like when we don't get to talk. But I miss you too. we're also just too uh, busy, both of us. We're too busy. Yeah, we are. But we're going to, I don't know. We're I was going to say we're going to try to get better. But I can already tell you guys spoilers for next week. Don't get used to this. <laughs> Listen, I'm on vacation. I will not be here next week. Mary has ample time to find a <laughs> sub. And if you cannot find a sub, Mary, please just record your own thoughts. Please do not bring in a second party. Bring in a second party who's just myself? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I want yeah. you to love yourself no. enough not to edit that together. I will find a legit, real human who is not me to be a sub. I feel like we have options. We do. We have plenty of options. We know so many podcasters. We actually even know a couple podcasters who watch Riverdale. So I'll work on it. Yeah, but it's also hard to get, like, who's not going to be off next week, too. That's a good point. So someone outside of the general Rob is a podcast community. Look, I'll figure it out. Well, it'll be great. But for this week, at least, we're together. And you know what? I've decided I'm going to be all positivity today because with the exception of one or two small things, I... I liked this episode. Um, okay. <laughs> silence from Kirsten I'm, I'm just like, I, I watched the episode not that long ago, and so I feel like I'm still trying to collect my thoughts about it, and like, I largely enjoyed the experience of watching the episode. I'll agree on that front. But I feel like as we talk through it, it's gonna make less and less sense, and then I'm gonna become enraged, and then that's how I'm gonna feel. Okay, well... I- <laughs> In general, I liked it. Like, I can say straight up from the top, we'll, we'll just open with, this is a time travel episode, which have been a hit or miss in the past based on different seasons and stuff. I guess technically we've only had flashback episodes and this yeah. is actually time travel. So that's well, a little different. It's also interesting because it is kind of time travel, but also maybe not real time travel because... Unclear. Like... It seems like a lot of things happen in, like, Tabitha's journey through time that maybe didn't happen in the original timeline. And so then that makes me think it's not actual time travel or maybe it's something to do with the blurring between the different Riverdales. Yes. So I think that all of our hypotheses about the fact that Riverdale is now reflecting the plot lines of Rivervale have pretty much completely come true with everyone, I think. I mean, we could go through it, but Mm -hmm. the... Honestly, the Archie one is one that I don't quite know. Like, he's invulnerable. I'm not sure, where, like, how that has affected... Ba- well, like, he died in the original one. Yeah, because the thing, too, though, is it's, like, I, I don't think it's reflecting Rivervale. I think it's just, like, there's a paradox because of Rivervale 
and so that's why these weird things can happen. Well, they that's don't true. have to necessarily reflect. Some of them do. But some of them definitely do reflect. But it's yeah. also like if you want to think about invulnerability is like the complete opposite of what happened to Archie and Rivervale, which could be their way of tying it together. True, true. I don't yeah, know. I, it's interesting, but like some of them are definitely similar. Like yeah. all, all the stuff happening with Cheryl and Abigail, obviously. It's, the stuff with Tony's baby being taken mm-hmm. away. Everything that's mm-hmm. happening with Tabitha. It's also really difficult because uh, I know we've learned semi-recently that the actors literally get the scripts the day of. Uh, (laughs) So mm, I I always thought TV was supposed to have some sort of a plan in order to be allowed to continue, but apparently that's not true. Uh, Yeah. Also, someone shared a blind item with me that seems to refer to Riverdale that maybe next season will be the last season and they're only going to get 10 10 episodes. See, that would be great, which is interesting because a lot of the other people on the internet who who don't have any, like, facts but are just guessing have said, like, based on the fact that the show still exists, that they think that it's going to go on for much longer than seven seasons, which I think is That's how I've always felt. Because CW shows they tend to like after a while just continue but i guess the metrics are really bad for this season of riverdale so mm, there's some rumors in the ether obviously just allegations nothing is confirmed but i just pray to god that this season ends and we only have 10 more episodes of riverdale that that would be great like 10 more and i think it could be a good 10 if they because that it forces them to say let's not let's not i guess what i'm saying is it, it forces them to say this is our frame to make these episodes in like the Rivervale special which was five episodes and the first season which were 13 episodes were the most cohesive sort of like total things that existed I miss Rivervale <laughs> even though this is kind of like I'm kind of just considering this to be like part two of Rivervale but because the, of how much has sort of bled over but anyway this time travel episode pros I like I like having a Tabitha centric episode like that's fun I, I also like yeah. having an episode that's centered around pops like this was actually from the beginning when they gave the Jughead voiceover I thought this was going to be a completely different episode um even though I had heard a rumor about Tabitha time traveling I just didn't put it together until it happened but yeah let me jump in here's the Jughead voiceover yes Every town has that one special place where its community comes together. In Riverdale, that place is Pop's Chocolate Shop, a home away from home. But the diner has had a secret history as well. Across the decades, it has been a battleground. Wars fought at Pop's have shaped the town's identity. And lo and behold, another battle was brewing. And I thought this was just going to be a whole episode about, like, time to save Pop's again, which Mm -hmm. we've done, like, four or five times already. Yeah, so they did it four or five times in this episode. Uh... Yeah. Kind of. But it, uh, was, it wasn't like papering the town with signs to support pops or like singing and dancing and like trying to find a way to bring in customers. Like, yeah, that's right. That's true. True enough. Um, at, at some point, did we find out that pops has like a ley line under it? Is that real or did I make that up in my brain? What's a ley line? It's like lines of magical energy under the ground and specific areas with ley lines have more like magic potential than other places. This sounds like a Sabrina thing. This isn't familiar to me, but it could be true. I can't remember if this is true or if I'm making it up, and I would absolutely love if someone who pays better attention could give me a note on that uh, at Kirsten said what on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Because sure I have no that. idea. But like in my brain, I'm like, oh yeah, Pops is on a ley line, so that makes sense of all this magic activity. 
the thing I was mostly surprised of in this episode was that it seemed like at least a couple of the plots that took place could have been solved by them utilizing the like hidden basement under Pops that's later going to be the White Worm, but I guess... Just, they just didn't, so I don't know. So we start off in present-day Riverdale, where Tabitha attempts to recruit everybody in order to prevent Pickens' new plan, which is to build a brand new railway that's going to drive straight through the heart of Riverdale, bringing jobs, tourism, and revenue. But sadly, the station just needs to be in the Pops location, because that's just the perfect spot for it. And I seems stupid. Like, there's so much other place it could be. Yeah, there's so much room. There's tons of land not being used. You would think that they absolutely could, but also on top of all of it. This is supposed to be what, like 2027, 2021, whatever. It's it's more or less modern time. Unless he's talking about like a Meg train, like commuter. Trains are not the way of the future. Like that, it has been so long since it's been like, oh yeah, a train is going to come through this town. Like if a train made sense for this area of upstate New York, there would already be a train. And so therefore it does not make sense and is not a good idea. Like it just is totally nonsensical to me. Yeah, I I didn't understand this. I didn't know what type of train they were talking about. Also, I'm 100% sure that Pops is built like right by the train track. There's already tracks. So I didn't know if he was like, is he just building a new like line? Like like maybe that they're old train tracks and he's just going to like Or maybe there's no, like maybe the train doesn't stop in Riverdale and he wants to make it stop there. That seems easier. There's absolutely no reason why they need to put the station there. Like put the station next to Pops. They know they need a station. I mean, why wouldn't the station and Pops could be, like, amalgamated to have, like, f- like everyone wants food when they're going to, like, travel. Yeah, it, it, it's just because he's evil and wants to get rid of Tabitha. Yeah, he's he does not like Tabitha. Uh, I think it's very obvious that Tabitha is very grounded through, like, the thought of Pops and her, like, family business. And that's why she can't be controlled. Yeah, I think that seems to be what it is. Either that or the whole Raphael thing that we're going to get to. But, um, so Pickens is... Is on Alice's Riverdale Today talk show. Since when does how, Riverdale have a talk show? How long has this existed? Did that? This was my question. I was like, did we know about this? No, because I feel like she was a journalist for she a was. local news station, but I have never seen a talk show. I I think this. I feel like in the last couple episodes, I know I saw her on TV, but I think she was like a in a more journalistic kind of stance. So I don't. I think this is new. And it's just so confusing because this whole beginning sequence, Pops is thriving. There's people in Letterman jackets. It looks like Riverdale season one. Like, it doesn't look like a town on the brink of, like, coming back from, you know, complete destruction. Because I think that what we're to believe is that what Percival has done so far is already making the town feel more rejuvenated. Because everyone's mind controlled. Hey, it looks good. Looks aren't everything, Mary. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, Pickens is fighting in a much more understandable way than I feel like Hiram ever did. Hiram was always just like, corruption, burn it to the ground. Whereas Pickens is at least like pretending to like go through the channels of, I don't know. Well, Hiram came in like as a criminal and bad actor, right? Like they don't know that Percival's bad. So I feel like he has more uh, like potential to move in a seemingly legal way. I don't know. Also, he has mind control, so he can 
can just make everyone like him and no one is going to feel hesitant about him like they did about Hiram. Yeah. So he's going to try to mind control Tabitha, but she's going to tell him that she'll never sell the diner to him. And I was really confused for a while because I was like, did Jughead teach her how to anchor herself or Mm -mm. like what? No. And she also doesn't know about any of their superpowers yet. She's about to. Um, She's going to ask Archie for help, but he's like, no, I need to lay low now that now that Pickens knows my weakness. It's funny that she doesn't like bother to question. Yeah, they definitely that that scene was definitely supposed to happen at a different point in the episode, I feel like, uh, because it just doesn't make any sense. Or maybe they're stupid. It could be both. Uh, Yeah, Uh, Yeah. I think I really think that she just is very strong willed and has a clear vision for her business and her life that she's always thinking about. And so she, Percival can't get in. That's my theory. That would make sense. Um, she's going to strike out with, uh, well, she doesn't exactly strike out with Betty, but Betty's just like, don't be alone with Pickens. Stay away from him. He's a bad guy. And then Tony's like, actually, um, I'm fine. Like Pickens says that the the white worm in the basement is going to be okay. So I, I don't know why Tony doesn't want to help anymore, but that's just- <laughs> Last week, Tony was furious, absolutely furious, uh, and now she's like, yeah, whatever, my business will be fine. So I guess maybe Percival got to her. That's the only thing I could think of. Um, I don't know. And then Veronica and Cheryl are both going to be like, oh, I'm totally supportive of you. But Veronica's like, hey, though, why don't you just take the money and make a new, you know, diner somewhere else? Mm -hmm. And then Cheryl's like, yeah, I'll I'll totally help. But first I need to hone my skills. Yeah. And so two things here. One, with Veronica, she's saying that there's a Pops satellite in the casino, which we have never, we've never seen this, right? Yeah, this was, this was part of the deal that they made last episode. I do not remember them making a deal. When the three-way deal was made between the girls, like the, the pops white i think i maybe did i think i maybe didn't watch the last like three minutes of last week's episode because also when i went to netflix it was showing me episode 10 still and i was like oh my god was there no episode this week oh but jackpot um (laughs) so yeah i guess i missed the last few minutes you know what that's on me uh it's okay just listen to the podcast i talk about it (laughs) but i the thing is is i did listen to the podcast and it did not stay in my brain so i don't I apologize, everyone. It's okay. um, but yeah, we hadn't seen it yet. This was the yeah. first time we had seen it. So I guess it's doing very well. Good. Thank you for informing me because I'm a stupid. And the other thing is, I was laughing so hard at Cheryl's house. Obviously, has the heat completely yeah. turned off because she's like so running so hot. And Tabitha is just absolutely shivering. I feel like. Cheryl would have blankets available. That's just like the type of hostess well, she is. In the background, Nana Blossom is like wrapped up in scarves and blankets with a hat on it. I thought that was really funny. I just like the Cheryl we know would have had like a stack of red like comforters that you could just grab one when you walk in to be wrapped up. Like it just didn't make sense. Yeah, I, I loved that scene. I thought it was really funny. Uh, I really but- enjoyed that. So, like, right after this, Pickens is going to chat with Kevin, and Kevin immediately rats out Tabitha's support efforts, and he's like, well, she might slow me down a little bit, but she's not going to be able to stop me completely. So, like, he's clearly already got a a wider plan. Like, why not just do whatever he was going to do in the beginning? Why try to... It's interesting that he bothers to try and, like, buy the place from her. Well, I think that the situation with him is that he's always going to try and take the path of least resistance and when you have mind control you will always be able to create less resistance uh unless of course people are able to avoid your mind control 
Right. So Tabitha's going to talk with Jughead, and she accidentally answers one of, or sorry, he accidentally answers one of her thoughts instead of what she actually said, because this was a credibly flawed method he had here of just answering their thoughts. And I really hated this dialogue. This is like the third time recently that we've had a scene like this where like a normal person would just be like, what? Jughead, how'd you know I was thinking that? And like, that's it. But instead she was like, how'd you know I was thinking that? Hey, you answered a direct question. I only said in my head. I didn't say it out loud. It's like, like, don't treat us like we're five. She got this script five minutes ago and I guess she's not allowed to improv because I don't believe that that's what she would have wanted to say. You know, it's truly amazing that these Riverdale actors like put up with just whatever they're handed them. It's, yeah, I feel, I really feel bad for all of them. Like, set them free, please. Like, and don't bring in new actors. Like, just set them free. They will... That's the other thing I was going to say. Like, a lot of these CW shows that go on a really long time get whole new casts. Like, by the, you know, fifth or sixth season, it's like almost no one from the main cast is still there. And in this one, we have everyone from the main cast, with with the exception of Josie. Josie's the only person who was, like, a main, main cast member. And then, of course, the uh, FP and Hiram and Hermione. Yeah, it's it's absolutely wild. Um, But, yeah, the the dialogue is absolutely rough. Uh, Jughead finally tells Tabitha about all of the powers that have come since the explosion. Uh, Mary, it looks like you have a question in the notes. Yeah, why can't Betty see Pickens' aura? I think there's no good reason for that, but I also think that maybe, like, even though he's nefarious, maybe his intentions are, like, purely neutral. Like, he doesn't care what he has to do to get what he wants, but, like, maybe what he wants really is just, like, economic success for the region, so he's not, like, an enemy. Or maybe he's just her blind spot, or maybe they never thought about it. Or maybe, like, he's not directly a threat to her in that moment. Yeah, but, maybe. Like, some of the auras she's seen in the past, like the guy in the hospital, it was like she just saw a threatening aura even though he wasn't coming after her or anything. So, yeah, it was weird. I don't know. Um, So Jughead is, yeah, they're, they're talking about everyone's powers and everything and she's like, okay, well, we got to save Pops. So he's like, well, what we need to do is apply to make Pops a historical landmark because then they can't tear it down if it has historical significance. We have done this before. Did we? Did we do this before? With I the like freaking drive-in, he tried oh, right. to get it done. He even said that in this episode. Yeah, didn't work though. Um, so Pops is like, yeah, here's a box of keepsakes. So go ahead and look through it. Uh, they had a copy of the Green Book in it, which is not a thing that I had heard of, but I looked it up and uh, it's very interesting. It was like a, a road guide for motorists back in Jim Crow era to drive through America and like have safe, basically like restaurants and hotels in places that they could stop. So I thought that was really cool that they put that in here, actually. You never heard of the movie The Green Book? You know, I had, did not know that was the same Green Book. Yeah, it's the same Green Book, but I would not recommend the movie. I I would not recommend it. I haven't seen the movie. Like, I had heard of the movie, but I I didn't get around to watching it, but I didn't know that was what that was referring to. You don't need to watch it. Now I know. uh, The movie is Weirdo Energy, and uh, I would not recommend it. Uh, Interesting. It's very much like when you first hear it, you're like, oh, that's an interesting premise and then you watch how they do it and it's like the dynamic between the characters is weird gotcha well apparently riverdale is also in rockland county which i looked up and it's definitely not because there's not even like a small river it's just the hudson well and so the other thing too is rockland county when you look at a map of new york state it would certainly already have a train like trains (laughs) like (laughs) it is not a play like i feel like particularly like 
East Coast U.S. is like way more trains than most places in North America. I mean, there's like, like there's a train, there's several trains that go right through my city. I think only one of them is like actually a a commuter train that you could even get on, but you can go to like, you can go to New York on it, but... The other trains are, like, just cargo trains. Like, I know, like, people who live in, like, upstate New York take a train into the city. Like, that's real. Yeah. So, it's like... Well, a lot of the cities have, like, like, subway or metro or things like that. Betty took the train to go see Jughead at um, Stonewall Prep. So, So they have a train. Where did she get on the train? What's, like... Ugh, it makes me so mad doesn't make any sense um so anyway a guy comes into pops with a gun and fires it at tabitha so tabitha's been shot shot. and now it's december 24th 1944 boom back in time tabitha's now Teresa. did you love or hate all of the different names they gave everybody each time i gotta tell you i did not clock the names i was not paying attention what i did love was how tabitha's clothes and hair changed each time i also loved that i did i did in fact love that so Titus Tate is there. That's apparently Tabitha's great-grandfather. He's uh, youngish. I don't know how old he is. Middle age. And he's running the diner. Um, Jughead's there. And at first I was like, why is he being so calm? But no, Mm-mm. he's just her guardian angel. It's Raphael. Raphael. Yep. Okay. Straight out of Rivervale. Raphael's back. I mean, Raphael is an archangel. Um, would not be a specific guardian angel to any one person because um, that's not how archangels work. But okay, Riverdale. Yeah, most of my, like, angel knowledge comes from Supernatural, so it's probably not super accurate. Although the archangels there are definitely not, yeah, they're not, like, the guardian ones. Yeah, I think, actually, a lot of the, like, mythology and folklore and, like, Bible lore in Supernatural is, like, most of that does actually come from like popularly like uh, that, that most of that's probably pretty accurate yeah uh, the, ar- the archangels were all pretty like intense and mostly were just like don't look at me i'm going to explode your eyes so that was that checked out um so real jugatha 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 oh no it's so bad no that's their ship name <laughs> no have we never come up with one is it not like tabby head Tabby head. I don't know. I don't like Jugatha. <laughs> I don't like it either. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like, ta- like he cat. called her Tabby once. Ta- tab head. I don't, um, I don't like any of this. Jug. You said Jugatha is what got us here. Uh, I did not mean to. Anyway, real Jug head <laughs> and I almost said it again. And Tabitha <laughs> are both in present day asleep in the hospital, or she's in the hospital. Um, in on life on support, life support from yeah, being shot. Much. I don't know where she was shot, but anyway. Well, it so, looked like she was going to get shot somewhere in, like, the core of her body. And, like, there's a lot of damage that can be done in that yeah. region. So he gives her a book to read called The Enigma of Time Travel. And she discovers from that that she's chronokinetic, which is a time traveler. Cool. Another Ooh. superpower. Yeah. So he's like, well, maybe you have a mission here in 1944, but I can't tell you what it is. So figure it out. And the book also says that she needs a talisman to help, like, help her time travel. A totem. A totem. Yeah. So she's like, okay, gotta gotta find one of those, but I don't know what it is. So instead, yeah. I guess I'll just concentrate on my mission. Yeah. It's like there's some sort of physical thing that will allow her to use her time traveling abilities. Yeah. So she can get back to the present. So Titus and Tabitha are going to go to a town hall meeting at the high school, which is going to help determine whether or not Riverdale should become a sundown town or not. 
and they explain what a sundown town is there. Um, they kind of have a little bit of a simplified version in it, but for the purposes of Riverdale, basically, uh, Sh- Sheriff Perkins, who is the current Pickens in this timeline, mm-hmm. is going to say that it's basically like, yeah, after sunset, uh, any black people in town need to like leave town. And I'm like, so, I mean, does that mean if you live there that you have to move away? Or does that mean you just have to stay inside your house? Like, yeah, so the way, um, I, I'm not a, like, super educated on, on this by any means, but basically it's like you'd have to be gone by nightfall, which I guess if you live there means that you would have to move, I guess. I, you, I would have thought that they would just have to stay home if they live there, but I really am not sure, A, if this is a historically accurate description of sundown towns, or uh, B, what this would actually mean for black residents of the town. Um, there are still, like, towns still get called sundown towns now. Um, obviously, it's not in the same way. Like, it's not like a, oh, it's illegal. But it's just, like, there are still definitely lots of communities where black people don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it's um obviously, like, Sheriff Pickens is just straight up evil here. Um, he also says that he wants to do this in order to cut down on crime. Um, also, I noted here his American accent is really bad. I don't know if this actor is, is actually American, in which case his accent's really bad if, if he's American. I don't know who the actor is. Let me look it up. The other thing, too, is it's like um, we've seen that Percival is like evil and horrible. Like it's not, that's not weird. Uh, but this is the first time that we're seeing Percival's plans be specifically racist in nature. Um, yeah. or at least overtly racist. Like you could definitely argue that all of the like gentrification he's doing has its basis, like basis in like racism. But this is the first time we're seeing him be like overtly, overtly. Um, the actor's Chris O'Shea and he's English. So he okay. is from Kent. Gotcha. It, it was just, I couldn't tell if he was trying to do like a particularly Southern accent or if he was trying to do like just sort of the, yeah, the from, American accent everyone else is doing. I don't know. From my experience, um, people from Kent have a pretty upper crust clipped, more London-y accent. Almost sounds fake uh, sometimes. Uh, and so I feel like it'd be really hard to get from that to an American accent. Yeah. No shade, just something I noted. Because at first I was like, I can't tell if he's doing an American accent or if he's still trying to do it or if he's still like British. It's just, it's coming off it, weird. But, um, but you know, it's it's just something I noticed. But yeah, about the like racism thing, like Tabitha's going to immediately call him out on like, that's a very racist thing you're doing right here. And it was something that I think like fit for the theme of the episode. But in each of the time jumps we're going to see Tabitha in, like the things that Percival's doing are just overtly racist. Yes. And that's not something we had seen in present day. Um, I, although I'm trying to think if there's anything he's done that like was like not, like, c- couldn't, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, like is he is he working with anyone that would contradict this, these plans in present day? But I can't really think of anything. So maybe I mean, he's it, just racist all along. Yeah, it feels 
feels like the people that he's had a problem with have been largely uh, Tabitha and Tony. So that is very telling. And the people that he has, like, gotten the most control from are the Kellers and um, Alice and Frank. So, I mean, the lines are kind of drawn in who he's working closely with. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Um, I mean, obviously, he's had issues with Archie, too. But Archie's also, like, the symbol of, like, standing up to help, you know, people. Exactly, yeah. So it's obviously doesn't work in his plans. It's certainly interesting there. Uh, the other thing, too, that I found very interesting is, like, um, this is 1944, and nobody is even, like, blinking an eye at a black woman being in that room, let alone, mm-hmm. like, making a statement, which doesn't really scream historically accurate to me. Uh, but glad that she at least was able to say something in that moment. Yeah, I mean, it, it works better for the show, but I do think, like, at that time, if Tabitha had stood up and called the sheriff out on being racist, I don't think that would have gone that way. It would not have certainly gone like a, no. oh, I'm sorry, who are you? I haven't spoken to you before. Like, that's not what we're Yeah, no, it's the, 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 I, that's, I think, what my main issue with a lot of the, like, time travel stuff in this is, is that the interactions don't feel like they're human interactions. Actions. Yeah. But that's like Riverdale. Like, no one really talks like a human in the show. For sure. So, uh, Tabitha and Fire Chief Artie Andrews are. are yeah, she's like, up thanks, Archie. Rights. And he's like, it's Artie. It's Artie. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Flynn and Tracy uh, and their baby Annie <laughs> yeah, show up. Yeah. So, that's uh, Tony and Fangs. Yeah, and um, they're going to show up, and they've said that they were driving through Centerville when their car broke down right at sunset, and Centerville is a sundown town, and so they escaped in the woods, but they were chased, and so they show up here asking uh, to come into Pops. Of course, Tate and Tabitha, um, like, let them in and are protecting them. It's also, like, the night before Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. Yeah, Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is the mayor, who is played by the actor who does Sheriff Keller, is like, wow, what a hard Christmas Eve for me shut up yeah because he has to make this decision um so perkins and uh kevin deputy i don't know they didn't they didn't ever give kevin a name but whatever they they show up and he's like uh i need to come in and arrest your criminals and uh pop tate and Teresa are like no come back with a warrant um and so he's like fine i'll go get the centerville police to come here in the morning whoops centerville police are really making this their priority on Christmas morning. I don't know. I mean, racism in 1944, uh, a very strong motivator. Ugh, gross. I know. Um, and uh, so they're like, fine, we'll just wait. And they said they need a Christmas miracle. And the Christmas miracle is going to be that Tabitha's like, hey, Raphael, can you just go out there and murder? <laughs> I mean, it should not murder them, but basically drive the deputy and uh, Perkins to mm-hmm. insanity by yeah. showing off your, your true angel form. And he's like, you know what? I will do that for you. And we see like blood coming from eyes. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And um, so Artie, I don't know why they need Artie. I guess maybe he's driving them to the mayor. I'm not I sure. I think they need a white person in the room. Maybe maybe that's just what it is. Uh, but Artie goes with Tabitha and Fangs and Tony, whatever their names were, and they go talk to the mayor and she convinces him to not make it a sunset, sunset, sudden downtown. Sorry, sun not downtown. a sun. And um, it's hard to say, sun downtown. And uh, so the next day, the, the paper says it's not going to be a sun 
run downtown. Yay, everyone's happy. Tabitha's about to tell Tate who she really is when Perkins, now with a British accent and wearing a straight jacket, comes in and shoots her and says, like, you won't beat me. Stop trying. And right when she gets shot, boom, wakes up in a new timeline. Boom, time travel. And now she um, is in Pops on April 3rd, 1968, which she instantly recognizes as the day before Dr. King will be shot. And she almost says it in front of uh, her grandpa, Pop Tate. Like, oh. Yeah. Pop Tate, who's now super young. And I think we've seen this actor before. I think he's played I, young Pop Tate before. It That feels right. Yeah. He looked familiar. I'm not sure who the other guy was who was playing Titus like, Tate. Oh, yeah. I did not. I literally, we so much could be solved if we pulled up IMDb, but I am unwilling to put in that level of effort. Um, so Tabitha is now Tina, and Tina tries to take a bus to Memphis in order to stop the shooting, but Raphael, who has now showed up in the form of Tony, says, you can't do it. Uh, basically, this is a fixed event in time, and some fixed events can't be changed, even if you time travel around them. They've affected the world so much afterward that they can't be altered. So Tony suggests that she go look for her talisman instead. Yes, for the record, we have not seen the actor uh, Norm Lewis, who plays Titus Tate before on Riverdale, but we have seen Sam uh, Darko, who has played young Pop Tate um, on two other episodes. That's what I thought. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, because I, th- I think he definitely played him. Yeah, he played young Pop Tate in like episodes, like eight chapters, like 83 and 88. Yeah, it was It was around the, I know that it was around, um, at least one of those, I think was around the time when they were talking about the uh, like Mothmen coming down and they do like a flashback. I think that was part of it. So um, to- uh, Tabitha does try to go to the FBI office in Riverdale in order to call uh, Dr. King, but she finds out that Pickens and Kevin, who now has a mustache, are working there. So she decides just like not to bother confronting them. Yeah, very, very scary mustache. She also tries to take a bus to Memphis to shop to stop it, uh, but yeah. the bus is like broken down. Yeah. So um, and Tony says kind of like time just like works where like you could try like call the hotel he's at but like it's not going to work like maybe the line will appear dead like we don't know but uh, it's not going to happen that way I, that, which is just like a very interesting view of time travel where some things can be changed and some things can't be changed um which i don't super appreciate i really like causal loop time travel I do too. I, I, causal loop tri- time travel is the only time travel I can get behind because it's the only kind that makes sense to me. Um, I don't like this, but I think this is kind of also saying like it's it's not exactly butterfly effect, but it's kind of saying like if you were to change that, like these things can't be changed because if they were changed, it would affect so much. So instead, there's just like you can change small things, but you can't change big things. But also none of this time travel really makes sense because it's very unclear whether or not she's actually time traveling or if these events, because like Perkins, whatever, Pickens, <laughs> Pickens mm-hmm. is also time traveling or like yeah. or just was in all of these time periods. It's, it's just yeah, I'm pretty sure that this is not like real time travel. Like I think that this is like like maybe she now has the ability to time travel, but I don't know if it's like real and if she can actually like change well, the world. Yeah, I, I think it's it's hard to tell because I think if everyone else I, I don't know. Like if, if Betty and Archie and Jughead lose their powers, I would hope that Tone or that Cheryl and Tabitha also do. Yeah, that's you know not fair enough. 
Uh, so I guess it, it's not tied to the explosion itself, um, even though that was the time that things started changing. Uh, so, you know what? She is looking for her talisman, and while at Pop's Diner, they hear the news about Dr. King being assassinated, and it's really sad. Yeah, it's really, really sad. Um, she's going to confront, or not confront, she's going to comfort uh, Pop Tate, and um, they're all just kind of like, supporting each other like a community keeping the diner open but then the fbi guys are going to show up Mm -hmm. yeah and the other thing too to point out that i guess we haven't really is it does seem like in these time periods pops was truly like a haven for black people and uh not really a a white institution at all like you don't really see too many white people even eating there so um most of these scenes in history are like full of way more black people than we've ever seen in riverdale before which is awesome it was really great well i'm not awesome because I guess they're gone in present day, but like at least they did it for these. Yeah, it was well, it was something where I was watching and I'm like, oh my gosh, who are all these actors? Like I was looking around being like, I don't, you know, I don't recognize any of them because none of them are part of the main cast. And that's a shame because it was really cool to see all them. The main cast really is very white. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the FBI show up and they're like, oh, we heard there were riots in Greendale last night. So the mayor has stated that there can't be any public gatherings since we're under a state of emergency. And uh, after... After 6 p.m., everyone needs to be out of the diner. Um, and Tabitha's like, uh, actually, you know. We're just supporting we, each other. We're just Yeah, we're just here to grieve and pray together after this tragedy. And um, so he says, like, they're all like a, a powder keg in Pops just waiting to blow up into violence and bloodshed. And um, she it, it goes back inside and tells everyone they're going to hang out and stay there and ignore what he said and that she has a plan for how she's going to take him down. And I'm not 100% sure. She says, like, something he said gave her this plan. This is when I thought that she was going to put, like, take everyone downstairs, but that didn't happen. Yeah, so the, uh, the FBI is involved, uh... For what reason, I really don't know, but sure, it's the FBI. And she calls J. Edgar Hoover and uh, basically blackmails him with her knowledge from the future uh, to get Agent Perry Pierce fired from the FBI and called off of this situation. Yeah. And so that that works, I guess. It's pretty funny. Um, but Pierce go- drives by and puts a bomb in the back of Pops. And she takes it outside and lets it blow her up. And this is, again, why I'm kind of assuming that this is, like, not... I mean, like, I, I think she is traveling through time, but I don't think she's actually affecting anything that's happening. Yeah, I don't think it's real. Like, I think yeah. it's like she's going through time travel, but all of these incidents, I don't think they actually happened. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so either because... Because it, it seems like they're, or at the very least, they only exist in this weird universe created in the world where they all have superpowers or something. Because, you know, P- uh, A- Agent Perry Pierce is there, Perkins is there, whatever. Like, he's moving around and doing the same thing with her. Also, I'm pretty sure she did not take that bomb anywhere near far enough away from Pops where it would still blow up everyone inside. Yeah, exactly. So, then she's going to wake up in November of 1999. She's now yes. Tessa. 
and someone has spray painted an 88 symbol of white supremacist on the diner and uh, Tabitha and Pop are now trying to clean that up. She finds a baseball card that says Ambrose the Rocket Pips on it. Now, mm-hmm. did you uh, bother searching this one? Because I, I, d- I, I was... didn't look that up, but I just wanted to provide like some cl- like they they aren't making this up like 88 is a um, Nazi neo-Nazi symbol, um, but not just neo-Nazis like white supremacists in general. And it's because uh, H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. And so if you can think of white supremacist uh, nonsense, that would be HH. That's what that means. So it's mm, yep, gross. Yes. So um, in terms of uh, the Ambrose Pips thing, this mm-hmm. is a Archie Comics reference. Um, Little Ambrose Pips was um, a character from the Little Archie comics. Oh, cute. So- yeah, he's uh, seen, he's sort of like wearing a baseball hat uh, that kind of covers his eyes. So that's uh, I love, cute. Uh, yeah, so he was Archie's best friend at seven until his family had to leave Riverdale. Yep. Cute. Ambrose Pips. So that's a reference there. Um, so Sheriff Keller says there was a wave of vandalism last night, but all the perpetrators seem to be in a daze when they were caught. And Tabitha talks to Brian, who's the kid who's spray painted and he's like yeah I, I didn't even know like what I was doing until after I got caught um but she gave gave him back the uh, baseball card and turns out that he was also Riverdale's only major league baseball player yeah. so I guess little Ambrose Pips grows yeah. up to do that very cute um, yeah and yeah. so uh she asks how he got the card, and he says that he went to the new curiosities shop that opened just outside of town, uh, and the owner, Paul Prince, had given him the card to spray paint the diner. And it's like he needs to be woken up from a daze to know that he was made to do this. Yeah. So Tabitha's going to go to the shop, which is called Curious Items. Like, really couldn't have come What a, a unique name. name. Yeah, no. Um, and Betty is now Raphael, and Tabitha has... Uh, been learning to control her time travel time travel a little better because she actually jumped a second before the explosion happened that time um so she breaks into the shop and she takes a bunch of pictures of stuff there's a lot of general pickens garb Mm -hmm. in there there is also the spear of longinus which betty tells her was said to have pierced jesus at the crucifixion and also the holy grail and so she tells her that maybe the talisman she needs is the holy grail because there was something earlier about the talisman being like a symbol of like religious or yeah well especially because like she has an archangel with her it makes sense to think that like something religious would be involved yeah so uh she goes back to the shop to try and get the holy grail um but her and general pickens or you know pickens who's now dressed like general pickens yeah they do a uh a sword fight but thankfully tabitha was on the fencing team in college yeah she was on the fencing team and so she she stabs Pickens and he immediately just sort of like turns back into his outfit. He says, well, he also says like he is like someone and then makes like the weird devil face. But I didn't hear what he said his name is. He said, he said my name. He said like I go by many different names. My name is Legions and something about like I am the darkness or something. It was something like that. Okay, Legions. Um, I did not clock it what he had said. Yeah. So he he turns into like the, the face that we saw in the river 
Riverdale episode what, that was all about the devil coming to town, whatever that one was called. Yeah. Mr. Cipher. Yeah. And in so the Mr. if Cipher you look, um, if you just even type up like when someone says I am Legion, I mean, it's like I, I am many or we are many. However, it looks like. Um, there is a story of an exorcism that had happened at one point where the uh, demon just says, like, we are, we are legion. So it could just be, like, he's a demon of some kind. Yeah, it seems like he's the, a demon. And so he turns into the scary devil face um, that we saw in that episode. Like, And by that, what I mean is, like, it's like it gets dark and then his face is all white and creepy. And um, it's the same image we saw before. Oh, which wow. Which makes me wonder. Wait, wait, wait. What? Sorry. I, 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 sorry. I'm based on our Reddit thread. It says there is also a semi-singular demon whose name is Legion. I say semi-singular because they are the spiritual embodiment of crowds and mass movements, which means that they are many individuals and the cohesive at the same time, which makes total sense with mind control. Yeah. So I think he might be a demon named Legion. Okay, I'm I'm looking something up related to that. Um, if you want to, yeah, keep going for a second. Um, but up. yeah, so it's just like apparently in general, ten demons it equals a legion. But then there is also this one legion that is like the name of a demon. Um, also a possibility is that uh maybe like the Percival Pagans is like the head demon and then all these other ones are like little soldier demons and sometimes if you ask a demon um what their name is they will just give you the name of the higher demon they serve gotcha yeah okay interesting weird there's a whole re- subreddit r slash demons who knew okay so I'm looking back at the episode Mr. Cypher I'm looking at the transcript um and the part where there's like the whole thing where the the um angel Raphael comes to Tabitha and she protects Pop's diner from Mr. Cypher in that. And um, at the end, I know I can't find it, but I know at some point in there, Oh. Um. At some point, Raphael tells Tabitha, like, this is going to be the final battleground between good and evil. Um. Well, they just say Riverdale is going to be, but later on she's going to determine its pops. I'm trying to see if I can find anything else about that. It's hard. Yeah, I don't know. I'm confusion. Yeah. But anyway, um, back in Pops, Tabitha says that she burned the shop down and took the Holy Grail. So then she drinks a milkshake out of it and returns to her timeline. Or so we think. But what actually happens after she comes back and like explains everything to Jughead, what we actually find out is that she's been honing her time travel powers for a while. She probably did not directly come back here, but instead has been jumping around in time a little bit. She's going to gather all of the people with superpowers. So Betty. Jughead, Archie, Cheryl, and Tabitha all talk, and they uh, talk about how in the future that she jumped to, she saw that Pops was just an empty shell. Yeah, the it sky was, the was covered in ash, and Riverdale was just gone. Well, she says it was the apocalypse, at least at Riverdale. So, like, I don't know if that's everywhere, but um, she doesn't know if the future is something they can stop, but they're going to at least try. Uh, also, I skipped through this part, but when she first comes back, I guess she, like, time travels back a little bit earlier than when she had been shot because the guy comes in with the gun and mm-hmm. she throws the tomato soup can at him. Yeah, she uh, is like, we've got to tie him up and put him in the freezer and then I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. She says that she thinks she's been trained for a war that's been brewing for centuries against Percival, who she says is the personification of pure evil. So I think the idea that he is some sort of demon yeah. would make sense there. Um, and uh, basically Riverdale is just now the Superhero? Umbrella Academy central yeah so 
Fun. Yeah, they all get together. Yep, yep. Uh, so I guess I, the, the real question is like, when are we going to get this big battle episode? Is that going to be next episode? Is that going to be a while? I mean, uh, I oh, like the idea think, that they've got powers. To I think we're going to see more like small battles before we get like a final war. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's interesting because like Tabitha's power, obviously pretty powerful. Cheryl's is useful in a battle. Archie's is useful in a battle. Betty and Chughead. I mean, like, Jughead maybe could work if there was, like, minions fighting for Percival, Mm -hmm. maybe. But, like, what is Betty doing? Betty can see if there's, like, a mole. I guess. But I don't don't know. know. She's got one of those powers that comes in clutch in, like, very specific circumstances. So, I don't know. Um, Well, Angels in America, I am a little bit confused on. I looked it up. It's definitely multiple things, but I'm not sure if any of them are completely relevant to this plot that I was able to find. Yeah, the Um, most, it's actually the most famous Angels in America is the play. Yeah. Um, and this actually came up on BoJack Horsepod super re- recently. It is a, like, six-hour-long play um, about mostly gay people in America dealing with HIV-AIDS, and a lot of them are um, not played by people. It's, like, they're angels or are, like, ghosts and are dead and are, like, grappling with, like, dying during um, the HIV-AIDS crisis. So I kind of can see it solely from the perspective of, like, some of the people in the show or angels, I guess, but it doesn't really go with the plot of the episode. Yeah, uh, exactly. And it's been remade several times. Like it's been adapted into a mini series, um, and also I think possibly a movie. It's just all people or an dying. HBO series. Yeah. Um, but play by Tony Kushner. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming that's the reference there. Um, I, I, it couldn't be anything else. Yeah, as far as I can tell. Uh, so I want to real quick read a review. Got it a couple weeks ago but i wanted to wait until we were back together cute um uh actually i have a i have a review and i have an email so i have an email from blair who sent it and said archie could have been smart about this was from several episodes ago when archie bought his parents house Mm -hmm. uh could have been smart about purchasing the house from his mother he could have bought the house for like one dollar and could saved up some money to to fix up the house i know that someone else wanted to buy the house so archie is stuck paying for fixing up the house and a mortgage payment yeah, I guess, like, he probably could have bought it for much cheaper than what he did, because I'm sure it's not worth much at this time anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yes. Thank you, Blair, for writing yes, it. Yes, thank you, Blair. And then from Brandon H. Wright uh, wrote a review that says, Great binge. Just finished binging seasons three through six of Riverdale recaps. I don't actually watch the show, but I love hearing Mary and Kirsten describe each episode as an even more of a fever dream. Great banter and analysis about a show that basically makes no sense. But please, Kirsten, don't miss another episode because Mary podcasting with herself from an alternate timeline was far too unhinged, even for Riverdale. I, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm with you, though. Um, Mary, have we read this review from Australia on the Riverdale itself feed that came up in March? Oh, I don't know. Probably not. I don't think we have. It's called I'm Obsessed, and it says, binge season four of Riverdale so I could listen to this podcast, and it's worth every second. I had to spend watching that hot garbage. Best line so far is Kirsten saying, I pray to God that woman is dead. Overall, 10 out of 10 podcast from Chloe Gratz. Oh, I haven't heard that one. I didn't I didn't see the one from Australia come in. Um, I wonder who you were talking about when you said I pray that woman is dead. Well, who did we think was dead in season four? Who did we four? hate in season four? What was season four? Season four was the stuff with the boarding school. Oh, we liked season four. Um, hmm. Who did we hope was dead? It could be anyone. It could be what's her name? The chick, um, the chick from the boarding school. 
Although we kind of liked her. Wait, no, her. we liked her by the time she died. Yeah. Did she actually die? I don't even know if she did die. I think they saved her from... Oh, wait, um, this is literally shit. from 2000, 2021, not 2022. So who knows oh. if we've read this review maybe, or maybe not. Maybe we did read it a long time ago. Whatever. Like, whatever. Hey, well, you know... Welcome you, back, you Chloe get Dredd. To, you get to a point that's so far away that you can't remember... Uh, you and know, that was one week ago for ago. me. Yeah. And I and I have no memory of who you might have hated from season four. So. I... Mm, it could be anyone. I don't know. Could be. Uh, what about most normal person for this week? See, this is getting harder and harder to do. Yeah, that's the problem with the show like, that becomes... Should like, we go back to magical. Rivervale rules? No, I think this is the challenge. We have to find someone who's normal. Who? I mean... Who was normal? Uh... Like, it's like, it's not Tabitha, but I really appreciated her just, like, calling out the racism. Like, that was great. Um, I don't know. There was no one normal. Is it Raphael? That's an angel? <laughs> well, I, and I don't even think we can say that because I don't think an archangel would show their self to ma- make people mad. Is it? Is it Pop Tate? Yeah, it's Pop Tate. Okay, look, I've got no one else. I can't be any- everyone else is either mind controlled or has a superpower. <laughs> it's going to Pop. <laughs> yeah, Pop's getting it. There's no, I'm, I can't think it. of like, one other by person. Default, there's literally no one else in this show who is even a viable candidate this time. No. Oh, that's so frustrating. Please go back to normal Riverdale. Oh gosh. All right. Well, you got anything else? <laughs> um. No. Did you like it more than last week's episode? Yeah, it was better than last week's episode yeah. for it sure. It was at least it look cohesion, one one plot line really. I got to take my notes in chronological order. There wasn't a lot of Archie. Thing. No. Archie was mostly Artie. Yeah. And, wasn't and Artie seems much. like an okay guy. Yeah, Artie seemed fine. I uh, didn't punch anybody, so that's yeah, great. Love that. Cool. All right. Well, um, I guess that's it. Thanks. Thanks for chatting with me this week. It's I'm all glad for this week's episode. I'm glad we could make it work. Yeah, me too. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week for episode 12. Until then, you can follow me online at Frail Mary on every platform. And if you're interested, you can check out some of the other podcasts we do over at KowskiCast.com. That's cow with a K. Uh, Also, I do want to shout out thank you to the people who tweeted at me about how I had edited the episode last week. Um, I know that last week was a little bit of uh, a shorter podcast and an extremely late podcast because of our schedules. Um, even though Kirsten, I will give her full credit, did record her stuff on Tuesday, like originally planned. So good for her. Um, <laughs> I didn't but... have any other second to do it. If I did, I would have procrastinated. Yeah. Uh, whereas I didn't have a second until Sunday. So that was rough. Um, but anyway, but I edited it together like a conversation. So it's it's short because we talked, we both talked about similar things mm-hmm. and we obviously weren't really able to have a conversation. Um, but thank you, Dawn, uh, for, for saying that you appreciated that because uh, it was a bit of work. Um, Anyway, Kirsten, where can everyone check out what you're doing? Yes, so you can uh, – f- the end of the Bridgerton Season 2 post-show recap has dropped, so you can go check out all of that. You can hear me talking about Temptation Island over on the Hot Dummies on Islands feed uh, on Rob has a website.com slash hot dummies, where Maggie Morgan and I will be joined by uh, Dr. Evie Jagoda this week, so very excited for that Ooh. one. Uh, you can catch me talking about BoJack Horseman over at BoJack Horseman 
pod. And the newest uh, uh, wrap-up is Mess Magnets, which is myself and Sasha Joseph talking about pop culture, celeb gossip, and trending topics. Uh, we are approved for a six-week trial, and I would really love if people could go subscribe and read over there so that we get renewed and don't get canceled. Um, but other than that, you could just follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What. I wish Riverdale would go on a six-week trial. I wish Riverdale was gone. Oh, well, didn't happen. Huh. All right, everyone. Until next time. Bye. Corruption. Burn it to the ground. I, I loved that scene. I thought it was really funny. Uh, I really but, enjoyed that. So, like, right after this, um... <laughs> okay, it didn't make any noise. But... Bless you. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat>